Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Ben Simmons back. No, he's not like back back. No, his his back. That's why he's saying he can't play. Ben Simmons back still. Still in the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN 106.3. The American dream is currently being lived by an Australian. Ben Simmons doing nothing and making lots. Mm. Hey, I respect the man. I, I, me, dirtbag, I respect the man. But I think he might have some problems now amongst his peers. Ken Levick alive Monday here on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Monday means Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, one of the faces of the best damn local sports you're going to find on the globe and uh, we come to you from the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the hot and summery intracoastal Stone the Banowitz Friday Night Lights. He runs this until 2 o'clock. Uh, you have not subscribed to the Ben Simmons plan to make your fortune because you are on the grind constantly, Theo. Oof, I'm always working. You know, yesterday I, was, I, I worked from 4.30 a.m. up until midnight. And it was just like, you know, it's clockwork. And to see Ben Simmons do that, though, like you said, you got to respect it. I, hey, I, I have no problem with it. I'm good with it. Like, <laughs> hey, Ben, bro, you're doing it right. Can't knock the hustle. If I can kick my feet up and wear ridiculously bright clothing and stand out and uh, wear my newest pair of sunglasses indoors mm. and make millions and millions and millions a night, you know what? I would do it. Yeah. I would absolutely unequivocally do it. You know what you should do is just say, up oh, my back. Can't go in. Yeah. Can't go in. Sorry. Sorry, TV, but uh, you're going to have to uh, gonna have to find someone else tonight. To be honest with you, I was wondering, it was like maybe four or five years ago, though, when I realized, like, there's no real way for teams to really say, hey, you're not well enough to play if you just say, oh, my back is sore. Yeah. I think the first thought came to my head back when, you know, I'm, I'm from Houston. Trace McGrady had all those back yeah. problems. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, how are they even substantiating this? What if the guy just doesn't want to play right now? Right. What if Ben Simmons, I mean, we kind of know that Ben Simmons might be doing that because there's no way he wants to step in and be the first guy ever eliminated from the playoffs in back-to-back games, <laughs> which is an incredible feat. That I is an incredible achievement. Yeah. Absolutely. Why not? At least it gets your name in a record book. Yeah. Uh, you know where there's no drama currently? There, 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 there's no drama whatsoever currently. Stone, let's go ahead and, uh, and, and, and hit the theme because – there is no drama right now with that team that happens to be the one seed in the East. If a loss happens in the playoffs, but we don't have a show to talk about it, did that loss actually happen? <laughs> That's my question. Did game three actually happen? My response to that is no. But you know what? Always heat and five. And this stays true. Last night was a beating. Jimmy Butler's the best player in the postseason so far. Mm. There is not a single player in the postseason. Tatum, Tatum might have a hint. There is not a single Ooh. player in this postseason that has been as good as Jimmy Butler. You can take your Tatum. You can take your Celtics. Wait, 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 wait. No, Ken, Trey Young is the best player in the series. Remember they kept telling us that. No, so there's yeah, no way. yeah, Jay Will. I wonder how Jay Will is uh, is feeling this morning because, <laughs> uh, man, it's, it's now – uh, what stone 11 days ago, Jay will made his famous comments about how the heat could be in some trouble. And Trey young was the, uh, the best player in the series and <laughs> yeah. not going great. His quote was that they're a dangerous eight seed. Yeah. Dangerous, dangerous eight seed that once was a ninth seed. Yeah. And then they get in and then they didn't have enough rest before mm. game one. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. And then they were being, the, the, the Heat were being too physical in Game Two, of course, uh, of and then and then last night, uh, Trey Young says he hasn't been guarded like this since high school. It, it's always something. Always. What something. is that even supposed to make I'm us feel? I'm not even sure. Because like, what does that mean? If you're bothered by how quote. you were being guarded in high school, yeah. 
that's on you, man. Yeah, that just shows how young and immature you are. Like, like a guy like LeBron would like date back to 2008 when it was Paul Pierce and them. Trey Young goes back to high school, right? That, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. What is he trying? And he's not. He's acting as if the Heat are like shading their whole defense towards them. No, they're just guarding you full court, right, and right. they're not like. What what are we talking like, about here? It's Trey, not the boxing one. Right. Five guys aren't surrounding you. Spo isn't revolutionized <laughs> yeah, like, basketball defense. There was a possession yesterday where Trey Young took the ball at the court. PJ Tucker took him, passed him off to Jimmy Butler, who eventually passed him off to Bam out of bio. And I was like, yeah. man, this guy yeah. is in He's hell. In hell. Yeah, he, you know what? You know what? You're right. He is he is in hell. Trey Young is an absolute basketball hell right now he right now is sinking lower and lower he has descended into hades he is having flames lick at his backside Mm. he can't go anywhere he's a mess right now at least he has some roommates Right, he he. Does. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant is are there, like They're you know, bumping elbows hell. with him. Like. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so this has been an absolute mess, a total mess for for Trey Young and the yeah, Hawks. The yeah. Heat are moving on. Let's go on to the Sixers here. Um, but let's dig back to Ben Simmons because I don't recall, and you mentioned Tracy McGrady, but I don't think anybody was questioning. No. His heart, he his desire, his passion for the game. Ben Simmons has elicited a vitriol unlike anything I've ever seen for a guy in this position. The only other example that I could think of yesterday was, but this was really limited to the Chicago area because he was a darling, was when Derrick Rose refused to come back despite being cleared by doctors after the torn ACL mm. the following year in the playoffs against the Heat. He refused to come back, said, nope, I'm not going to do it. And in Chicago, Derrick Rose took a beating. Yeah. But nationally, Derrick Rose was still that MVP, what a great story, Chicago in, homeboy done good, and uh, he didn't take this criticism. Ben Simmons is on another level right now. I want you to hear some of this scathing backlash that Ben Simmons uh, has had delivered this morning after being announced that, nope, my back was sore after a workout on Friday. Uh, I'm not going to be able to play in game four. Not going to happen. Uh, my team's down 3-0. Ah, sore back. Can't do it. Listen to this first. Stone, let's start with Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith went off on Ben Simmons this morning on first take. I feel bad for anybody who was his teammate. He quit on LSU. He quit on the Philadelphia 76ers, and now he ain't showing up for the Brooklyn Nets. We can point to all the excuses, all the rationale behind it that we want to. I do recall, despite him not playing, he still filed a grievance to collect $20 million that he has not earned. This is one of the most pathetic situations that I've ever seen in my life. He ain't going to war. He ain't going in the octagon. He's not going in a boxing ring. It's pulling teeth to get this man to play basketball. It's pathetic. It's sad, and at the end of the day, when the NBA gets in the collective bargaining table and they go after the players in terms of a pay-for-play stipulation in the collective bargaining agreement, it's going to be called the Ben Simmons rule. <laughs> pathetic. Multiple times, Stephen A. Smith drops a pathetic. Yeah. I want to feel empathy for Ben Simmons. Back injuries are sometimes an impossible endeavor to get over. Ask Bill Walton. Ask Tracy Tracy McGrady. McGrady, Ask Larry Bird. Uh, I mean, players that have had their careers ended due to back problems. But what is becoming difficult for me to accept is that, first, it was the mental health struggles of Ben Simmons. But now, oh, it's my back, can't do it. It was the, the week of lead-up. Oh, all signs point to game four, put game four, game four. Ben Simmons available game four, ramping up, ramping up. But as soon as the Nets get down three games to none, oh, back is sore. Yeah. And I don't know if that's on him. I don't know if that's on his people. I don't know if that's on the Nets. Maybe they should have kept all that stuff on the low and not even approach that in order to not make him this magnet for criticism. But something's not right with Ben Simmons. Something is bothering me about Ben Simmons. And I, again, 
I don't want to step on a turn because I don't know his mental state. I don't know 100% his physical state. What I do know is that a lot about Ben Simmons seems to be either A, petulant, or B, convenient to him, where it's very difficult to sit here and just say, oh, well, that's Ben. He needs rest. He's rested for an entire calendar year now at this point. He doesn't need rest anymore. It, it, it's tough right now, but the re, the real reason why we can't find empathy for, or sympathy for that matter, for for Ben Simmons is number one, he hasn't built up any goodwill. Like he hasn't done what Derrick Rose did, or what Larry Bird did, or even what Tracy McGrady did to that point in his career for us to be like, oh, this guy actually wants to get back out there, but his back might be really bothering him. Two. Like you said, the petulant behavior, the the odd way of saying that he wants to kind of just blend in and wearing these pop-out outfits, sitting on courtside with the shades on, acting as if nothing bothers him. Like, I'll tell you one thing. If he doesn't or if he didn't have mental issues, mental health issues back when that was the excuse, after everybody, Stephen A., Jay Will, every, like everybody that has spoke about this on national television or even on Twitter, I haven't seen one person defending Ben Simmons. No. After the world has ganged up on him, I mean, he might start having some now. After the trade, I think collectively most lined up behind him to go to bat for him. Yeah. And it's almost as if Ben Simmons has betrayed some trust now. The the back issues, they're not new, but it seems like a new excuse, a new reason not to give it a go in a game four. Before the decision was made that he was going to sit out game four, he was supposedly 10 days pain-free. Yeah. That was the narrative. So you mean to tell me a workout, and I'm sure they didn't, like, crush him. Yeah. It was a a four-on-four workout. Right, right. And you mean to tell me that's going to keep you out of game four? You know what I think is keeping Ben Simmons out of game four? Is the fact that game four is happening. And the Nets haven't won a game in this series. And Ben Simmons is very much now in it for... Ben Simmons. I can promise you this isn't an organizational decision. I go, oh, you know what, Ben, it makes no sense for you to play. They're on the verge of being embarrassed. They're a super team that has done nothing but hurdle back down to earth and is about to crash into the crust yeah. and break into a million pieces. This has been an abject failure, and Ben Simmons can't give them 16 minutes, 17 minutes, something. The worst part about this is if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan or even a, a player in that Brooklyn Nets locker room, you have two guys now who are your second and third best players who you have to, on a daily basis, question if they want to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to, on a daily basis, question, does Kyrie Irving really want to be here and play basketball? And does Ben Simmons, who, I, I mean, you don't even have to question it with him. He does not want anything to do with getting out there on the court and playing in a competitive game. I don't think he ever had plans of playing the season at all. No, it really doesn't feel like it. it. I think he was hoping the Nets would survive and do well enough without him to where he can just fade off into the abyss, keep on flirting with rumors that he would come back, and then not make it happen. He might be even happier that they're getting swept so they can get this all done with, and he's yeah. going to try to come back next year, but this is weird. It's really bizarre. Yeah. It's really, really bizarre because I don't know what Ben Simmons' problem is because Stephen A. is right. He turned his back on LSU. Mm. He with a month he left in that season said, I'm out. I'm done. Johnny Jones is like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. And then gets to the NBA. Hey, Ben, could you uh, work on your mid-range jumper? Nah. Hey, Ben, could you work on, on shooting from distance? Nah. Ben, why don't you work on attacking the rim? Nah. Now we're out of the playoffs. Uh, ben, I know that that you had your hurt, feelings hurt last season. Could um, could could you maybe just work with us in training camp? No, nah, I'm going to keep my phone in my pocket. Now, Ben, come on, can you can you work out with us? Nah. All right, Ben. Then let us take some money back because you're not working. Nah. All right, yeah. we're going to trade you. Hey, Ben. All right, welcome to the Nets. KD, Kyrie, <laughs> let's go. Let's reinvent this. Let's get this back on track. Hey, we really need you. We're down 0-3. Can you give us some uh, so, so, some time, some 16, 17 minutes? Nah. Like, what is Ben Simmons about? What does he stand for? This is bizarre. I don't get him. He's about the money, man. He's about keep keep the checks coming in, and he's going to sit. You know, it, it must be nice to get paid to have courtside seats. It's a playoff action. I mean, he gets to watch Kevin Durant courtside, and he's getting paid like $25 million a year to do so. That's pretty nice. It is nice. So is Steve Nash, though. 
That's been yeah, a lot yeah. of the consensus as well. That's How much true. did he pay for those? Steve Nash too? has no idea what he's doing. Well, Steve Nash is only getting paid like five million a year. Ben Simmons is getting paid twenty five million a year, and he doesn't even have to fake come up with game plans. Because Steve <laughs> Nash's game plan is okay: either we're going to pass the ball into Kevin Durant, or we'll do one pin down, get it to Kevin Durant, and then ISO ball. Yeah, that's against what it the is. best ISO defense in the league, we're going to play ISO ball for three straight games, and we're going to just hope Kevin Durant saves us. At this point, how do we describe Ben Simmons? Because the, the the word that most frequently pops into my brain, into my frontal lobe, anytime I think about this current situation now with Ben Simmons, is bizarre. It just flat out bizarre. There's no true explanation for this other than the fact that he just wants to ride out his contract and be done with basketball. Like You mean to tell me he had his feelings so hurt by a casual remark from Doc Rivers, and, I mean, it was a direct shot at Ben Simmons after the postseason loss yeah, last year. Yeah. Joel Embiid taking some shots. But you mean to tell me you're so broken now and your body's so broken that after not playing for a year, you can't with a new team that brought you in that said, we accept you, we want you to be us. A team that went to Philadelphia a week and a half after you got traded to Brooklyn, and you're getting booed. And you're having poison hurled at you. And they went and beat the all-living hell out of the guys that for made him. your life hell. For him. For him. Yeah. And stood up for him and went to bat for him. And now he can't get his ass on the floor for 17 minutes. If I was KD, I'd be offended. Dude. If I was KD, I would be furious. K- KD has made some of the worst decisions I think I've ever seen a superstar. Like, LeBron has made some poor decisions here with some roster construction. KD has paired himself with just the absolute worst teammates ever. I mean, He's making it so hard on himself. After making it the easiest on himself by going to Golden State and winning those two rings, he was like, all right, I'm going to practice a little stoicism. I'm going to go out to the desert and surround myself with cacti and try to find water. Like, it's terrible. It, it It is ridiculous. It is absolutely insane. He went from a Maserati... To a Flintstones car, where he's having to and like why? pedal with his feet. Why? I don't understand. Like, uh. did he feel like he had a debt that he owed to society? <laughs> because this is insane. I mean, but the consensus was the Nets won that trade when it first happened. Oh, everyone yeah. said the Nets came out better than oh, the yeah. Sixers did. Ben Simmons' defense—it's going to transform this Nets team. That's what they were looking for. They yeah. don't play any defense. Oh, my back. Like. He, that that has been a disaster. Yeah. At this point, how do we describe Ben Simmons? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us, at KLV1063. At this point, how do we describe Ben Simmons? Because bizarre right now is the only thing that comes to mind. I don't get him. If so many people put themselves out there for me, and fine, if he wants to middle finger Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers, good. Do it. If he wants to 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 throw up the double bird at Philadelphia fans, you know what, Ben? We're on the same page. I want to do that all the time, too. Yeah. Philadelphia fans are super annoying. But that said, you're then going to go to Brooklyn and you can't give them anything? You can't give them anything except sit there and look like a doofus in your sunglasses on the bench? <laughs> Consistently, he come so on, wet. bro. He looks so wet. And I wonder if he thought he was, like, getting a fit off. Like, you weren't, bro. Oh, he does. He absolutely That does. was so lame. But like I would ask, when he walks into the locker room pregame, why didn't anybody tell him to change? Like, from an athlete's perspective, like, I understand they're professionals, and you're allowed you to wear what you, you wear. You think they talk to him? I, I, see, and that's the thing. And I don't think KD's that dude, because that would have to come from KD, and I don't think KD's that dude. Look when he was in that Golden State locker room. Yeah. He, who did he have an issue with? A guy who was that dude. Uh, a, a guy in Draymond Green who was that dude but saying, also, hey, do this, do this, conduct yourself like this, and KD and him didn't get along, and that's why KD took off. I really, I really honestly and truly wonder what the communication is like between Ben Simmons and the rest of the Nets. Like, you're talking about why didn't they tell him to change. I think they literally probably ignore that guy in the locker room. Jay Will was asked what he would feel if he was teammates with Ben Simmons, and he responded, I couldn't look him in the eyes. Yeah. And that hit me hard. I feel like that's what it has to be, right? Yeah, and, and, and we listened to Stephen A., and we can all agree Stephen A. tends to be pretty performative. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, he's performative. So if you don't believe Stephen A. Smith and you think, oh, that it's just Stephen A. trying to go full clown mode and, and uh, create content, 
I would counter that Tim Legler is probably one of the most even keel, if not best, basketball analysts at ESPN, and he has been for a long time. Listen to Tim Legler. Tim Legler, even keeled as they possibly come on Ben Simmons. I'm not surprised. I didn't expect to see the guy all year. Okay, now look, at some point, if they come back miraculously and win this series, at some point, Ben Simmons got to play in the postseason because it sounds like he was on the precipice of playing. So at some point, he's going to have to take the court. But I think the best thing in his best interest and the Nets is get to the summer, hit the reset button, get your mind right on playing basketball and wanting to be a part of this, and then come back with a fresh start at the beginning of next year. Because what I see right now is a guy that has completely lost credibility. He's lost credibility not only with his teammates and with the organization, he's lost credibility league-wide and anybody that follows the NBA. That's what he has become. He's the butt of jokes. He is a guy now that we're, we're more interested in what this guy is wearing on the bench, and, and he's trying to make a spectacle of himself sitting up by the coaches wearing that outfit that he wore the other night. If I'm Ben Simmons right now, I'm doing everything I can to stay out of the picture until I am ready to play. Do not bring any attention to yourself right now until you're ready to help your teammates on the court. But for me, this is a credibility issue. And right now, I look at that team, and I just even watching his interactions with his teammates, it just looks awkward. Like these guys are rolling their eyes like, come on, I really don't want to hear from you because you're not here trying to help us. And I think that to me is the bottom line. Does he love basketball enough to want to come out and play? And right now, I don't think he does. I mean, Tim Legler openly questioning Ben Simmons' love of basketball or his even simple want yeah, I was about to, say, to play basketball. It's out of question for us to even assume he has anything close to flirting with love for basketball. I think he doesn't like basketball. Yeah. And, and listen, I am trying to be sensitive to the fact that not every pro that has ever played their respective sport has been in love with said sport. Yeah, Ricky Anderson. Williams did not love playing football, mm. but Ricky Williams played football because he was an excellent Hall of Fame talent caliber running back. could play football, but that wasn't his passion, and that's fine. That's fine. But Ricky Williams, when he stepped into a locker room, he sure as hell had everybody else's back in that place, okay? And it's making me a little bit uncomfortable about talking about the fashion about Ben Simmons. Fine, he can wear what he wants to wear, but he's clearly trying to stand out. He's clearly trying to be seen when when it comes to credibility. I don't think he has any. Typically, when a player is getting piled up on, by media, you'll see other players come to his defense, mm. whether it's at a press conference or on social media. I haven't seen one singular instance of that at all with Ben Simmons. I haven't seen one person during the postseason as we started to hear about this lead-up to Ben Simmons and then him deciding his back couldn't do it in Game 4. I haven't seen one person come to his defense. Not, not even a one. fan. Not even a – I mean, a very, coach, very a fan, few. a player, nothing. No media members. Like, come on, like, you don't have anybody in your corner. And that's what makes it uncomfortable for me to even try to continue to add on to the piling on on him. But, at, like, at the end of the day, like, what does this guy do next? Does he really try to come back and play next year? Does he end up retiring? Like, it's such a weird situation. I don't, I don't know what's next for him. And that's why it's so bizarre because – he is going to have to try to win back so much credibility that this is almost an impossible hill to climb. Yeah. This is a guy who still can't shoot from distance. This is a guy who still can't extend to defense. This is a guy who, fine, he's a really good defender, but how can you trust in that when he clearly doesn't give a damn right now about getting himself right to be on the floor? Tim Legler spoke about his interactions on the bench and, you know, what he does during the game. And I, it takes my head right to the other side of the spectrum with Kyle Lowry. He should have had a clipboard in his hand yesterday. Like, Kyle yeah. Lowry, like, as soon as the timeout was called, was oh, the yeah. first one on the court. He was the he one was leading loud. the huddle until Spo got in. Leading the huddle. He was pointing guys different directions, like, mid-game, mid-possession. And Ben Simmons in a, a purple outfit. And there's <laughs> nobody on the bench, 20 people wide, wearing anything but black. I just, I cannot think of another example of... Someone like Ben Simmons. Someone who has had so much potential, so much hype, picked so high like he was, part of something that became so famous, this movement in Philadelphia, mm. the process, only to just sort of meh. 
his way to what appears to be the finish line of a career. How does he get back on a floor after this? And you've almost got to think that Nets locker room is going to have to be blown up. That is not sustainable. Mm-mm. That is not sustainable in Brooklyn right now. Bizarre is the only thing that comes to mind when describing Ben Simmons. At this point, how do we describe Ben Simmons? Because I'm lost. I don't have any answers. I don't have any clarity. I don't get him. I don't get the situation, but I really don't get him. And I'm trying to be. Theo's trying to be. Stone's trying to be sensitive to his mental health. Yeah. Trying to be sensitive to his physical health. But at some point, you need to just throw up the white flag and say, bro, everybody has done what they can to help you, and it hasn't been enough to actually help you. Yeah. And at some point, you got to cut ties and say something is wrong, bigger and more pronounced than what you say the issue is and what we believed the issue to be. And it might be a long-term unfixable situation. At this point, how do we describe Ben Simmons? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. I'm going to describe to you in great detail what's great about our title sponsor, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. First, here's the info. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. This is how you find out more about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. But what if I told you that there's a program that has been rolling for 22 years on Boca's campus that has turned into one of the authorities in postgraduate sport management degrees? So much so that it's the 19th best in the world. 19th best program in the world, not just in the United States, but across the globe. That's what the FAU MBA Sport Management Program is. It's because the professors have first-hand knowledge because they work in sports. Everything is current. You're not learning curriculum or how things were back in the 80s. You're learning how things are now in 2022 and how things are going to be in 2027, 2028, because they're on the front foot constantly. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. This is your path to the sports industry. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. At this point, how in the world do we describe Ben Simmons? And when we come back, who or what is ultimately at fault for the collapse of the Super Team Brooklyn Nets because this is the story of the postseason. The Heat are dominating, they're rolling, we're celebrating, and the Nets are the story of Mm. the postseason because what in the hell is going on? He's Theodore C. WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I just, I do not remember a time since Ron Artest maybe went into the stands, Malice of the Palace, where media has lined up and has waited its turn to basically take a baseball bat to the head of an athlete. Like Ben Simmons. Yeah. Since we found out yesterday that he woke up and his back was sore after a four on four workout and he's not going to play in game four when his team's down three games to none. I'm not saying that the criticism's not valid of Ben Simmons. What I'm saying is that it has gone full fledged mob mentality now, but it's hard not to because nobody knows what in the hell is wrong with Ben Simmons, whether it's physically or whether it's mentally. But that's what makes this so delicate. We can be as critical as we want to be, but what if there is something more than just his back hurts? Like, I, I the, the mental health discussion has come up, and we heard it repeatedly after he was traded, and we need to be sympathetic to it. But it is, it's hard to balance that with you filing the grievance to get $20 million yeah. and now you're still not playing because of back soreness. That, that description, by the way, is doing him no good at all. Yeah, the back soreness? Back soreness because 85% of the population yeah. wakes up every morning with back soreness, yeah. and I totally made up that number, but point taken. Uh, but, <laughs> but that's not doing him any favors either. But how do you toe that line between – I want to make sure Ben Simmons doesn't have a mental health issue. And, bro, 
you're getting paid 20 mil. Get your ass on the court, even if it's for 15 minutes in one game, man. The real reason why I I have a strong enough feeling, and the fact that everybody's lining up and taking turns on them lets you know that there's there's more insight into this that maybe people do know that makes them feel so comfortable to take this stance. But I don't know a damn thing, and I'm lining up. Well, that's because you see, but like, there's literally nobody defending them. Like, even like, think about it. Less than 12 months ago, I don't even remember when this was now because time is not a thing, but. Henry Ruggs blazes down the road, drunk, kills a lady in a ball of fire, and even still, there was some like Derek Carr got up there at the mic and didn't defend him, but like was no, at least on the fence but, about but it. No, Derek Carr. Derek Carr said it, nobody's there really to love him right now. I'll love him. Yeah. What he did was wrong, but I'll love him. And I, I thought even that was saying that about Ben Simmons though. <laughs> That's like a great point. Henry Ruggs got <laughs> yeah. what Henry Ruggs yeah. did was he hasn't even gotten any of the the, the Derek Carr treatment. Yeah. Nobody's like, well, you know, somebody's got to love on Ben Simmons. No, well, and Henry Ruggs killed a lady. This is this is what is and a dog problematic for 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 Ben Simmons is that I don't trust that there's anybody in that Nets locker room and especially the leader Kevin Durant to get to the podium and in a in a very eloquent manner say hey Ben's our guy we've got Ben's back this is where Ben has worked really hard and he had a setback KD always gets combated I'm not saying he's not eloquent KD I think is one of the smartest human beings, period, in the NBA. But KD, he always wants to make it a, oh, you don't know anything. You don't know anything. The media, stop stop taking shots. Stop doing that because he's petty. Yeah. He's petty. And uh, But I don't trust anybody to go in there and, and say, oh, well, Ben, this is why everything, we're on the same page, things are good. It's a distraction. Ben Simmons ends up being a, an annoying distraction for Kevin Durant with that team down three games to none and legacies right now being questioned. I'm not even sure. You say KD is such a smart guy. Like I know he's basketball smart, and I'm sure he has his wits about well, him. He's not putting a dummy. Together, having the power to put together a roster, not so smart. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. But like, dude, not a good judge of character. Dude, he's the one that pushed for Steve Nash. The uh, what, what, what would you call him? Like just like he's like a doorstopper there for the Nets right now yeah, as a basketball coach. He's just coach. a figurehead. He's just a guy. He's the one that tethered himself to Kyrie Irving. At you know, I'm sure he had a big play in getting James Harden brought in. How did that go? Oh, a guy yeah. that just got done Absolutely. quitting on his team. Absolutely. And now the Ben Simmons stuff, the guy that he dumps Harden for, and even still another thing I'm looking at with the Nets is is uh, Seth Curry. They're not even using him properly. They've got him up here guarding six foot nine wings and Jalen Brown, <laughs> uh, and then not even utilizing him on the offensive end. Like, it is just a total like, misutilization of resources. It's a terrible that's thing. That's the thing. The Nets are in a bad position, and all they're going to be asked about, and all Steve Nash is going to be asked about tonight uh, <laughs> before the game and his pregame availability is Ben uh, Simmons, a guy who hasn't played in a year. I think the problem with everything for me and you know us talking about Ben Simmons and Katie and Kyrie is it takes away from how good Boston is playing. And how well coached they are, and and what they're doing well, to Katie and Kyrie. I mean, they look Boston. I don't care. They look really good, and they're gonna have a tough matchup with most likely Milwaukee. But Boston's playing lights out right now. Like Katie's admitting it post game, like how they're playing them and what's going wrong. Yeah. Well, so. it's clear that that getting the seven seed matters. Seeding does matter in the NBA. The Nets are now living proof. It used to be, oh, just get in and see what yeah. happens. We've heard that with LeBron and the Lakers for years. Guess what happened? It just barely getting in didn't work. For the Lakers, it hasn't worked for the Lakers. It's not working for the Nets, and this team's much more flawed uh, than uh, maybe most of us thought it would be. Uh, that does lend to the question: Who or what's to blame for that? Yeah. Because the, what is the the source of all of that? Uh, but with Ben Simmons, he becomes this massive distraction now. This massive distraction for a guy who's actually never put on a Nets jersey because he's wearing. Bright pink and purple clothes. Yeah. Well, He's never put on a Nets jersey. He did it for picture day. Yeah, yeah. It's great for, great for picture day, great for GQ. Yeah. Not so much for playing. At this point, how do we describe Ben Simmons? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Or tweeted us at KLV1063. At this point, how do we describe Ben Simmons? And I just think bizarre. 
Because nobody knows what's going on with him. Does he have any support? Does he have anybody in that locker room that wants to go to bat for him? He sure as hell doesn't have anybody in the national media who wants to go to bat for him. No players have jumped on social media to defend the guy. It's really, really crazy. You don't even see his family coming out with those random, like, you know, quotes or tweets. No. Like, none of that is even happening. Like, no. where's this dude's team at? Uh, on Twitter, at KLV1063, Mr. Bill tweets, he's a ski mask Hall of Famer. Robin. <laughs> he's robbing him. Robin money. Yeah. Robin money. Stealing. Uh, Captain America says the best way to describe him is a spectator. And that's all he's been. He's a brightly dressed spectator yeah. right now. Yeah. Todd Jones, fragile. I, I don't know if we can argue with that. That's, a, that's pretty apt. And a, again, it is such a, a, a very, very thin line to toe when you talk about fragile from a mental standpoint. Yeah. Okay? Everybody has their limit. And maybe his limit was met in Philadelphia, and he's never gotten it back. I know that uh, I've had my own struggles, and it takes a long time to get yourself back to a point where you feel like yourself or anything close to yourself. I also, though, wasn't in the midst of my struggles filing a grievance to make the $20 million that a team owes me uh, to, not, to not work. Yeah, And so I just... I don't understand. There always was a spotlight on Ben Simmons because he was part of the process. He was one of the cornerstones. It was him and Embiid. Him and Embiid. Those were the two cornerstones of the process. And maybe, unfairly so, there was too much of a spotlight, attention paid to a guy who could never actually shoot a jump shot. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we are to blame for the Ben Simmons crash and burn here because we put him on a pedestal that he never, ever, 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 ever should have been on. Like, we, maybe we overshot so hard with this guy that now we're just reveling in the takedown, and maybe that makes us really wrong with this, and that's why I want to be careful about this. Well, here's the thing. You ask what word do we use to sum him up. I would use non-competitive. Mm. And it, it reminds me of times, like, even for people for people to be able to relate. Like, you ever been, like, at a game night and you get teamed up with somebody playing taboo or something like that? And they're just there to have a good time. And they're not trying. Phone, yeah. yeah. And it pisses you <laughs> off. You're like, dude, I'm trying to win. I don't care if it's Monopoly, Taboo, yeah. uh, Scrabble. I'm trying to it. win everything. Get your head in the game. And it's yeah. like Ben Simmons is that guy that's just, like, goofing off and laughing during the turn and whatnot. Like, it is, it is annoying to an extent that's hard to get with. But on top of all of that, you mentioned the the mental health stuff and all of that fragility. It's hard to argue against because he's done this at every stage. He did this at LSU. I'm not sure what it was like in high school, which where the stakes are way lower. Yeah. And also, if you're six ten and you run a four four four, yeah, you're a number. Yeah, yeah you're you're a five star it's easy. prospect. It's easy. But like he quit in college. He quit on the Sixers. He quit on the Nets. It's like at a certain point, there's a track record. Yeah, I think that you probably have seen enough of uh, a body of work yeah. to call him sort of a, a quitter. He's got a little bit of a quitter mindset. Quitter, non-competitive, like not so not so enthused to be here. And he, he shows it in the way that he makes his decisions, but also just it's in his face. Yeah. You mentioned, Ken, was it our fault, you know, for putting this guy on a pedestal? You remember who we compared him to on draft night? LeBron James. LeBron James. Yeah. Like, like that's where it started. Like, you are LeBron James. Yeah, he can't shoot the jumper and stuff, but he's young. And it was literally LeBron James coming out of college. He got drafted number one. We underrate, though. We really do underrate in sports all the time what's above the shoulders. And I don't just mean, like, mental health. I mean also, like, competitiveness and will, too. Like, what Giannis has, what Jimmy Butler has, what a guy like Kevin Garnett has, you know, in between their ears, and what drives them to keep getting better at the sport and what drives them to compete on every play, Ben Simmons just doesn't have that. He had all the other tools. But he's never had that to continue to get better. He's the same player. People talk about how good he is as a defender and facilitator, drive, whatever. He's the same guy he was when he entered the league. What has he gotten better at? Yeah. No, you're right. He hasn't gotten better Not at anything. Not just jump shooting, but he hasn't even gotten better at the things he's good at. He's just he's the same guy. Well, I think that there are many, 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 many people out there. And I'm sure there's a, a healthy population of people in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast listening to this show right now. Their career, what they do, is not something that they're passionate about. Yeah. They don't love it, but they do it because they have a skill set and it pays the bills. Okay, And I'm not saying this is the exact same situation, but it does have to be a very empty feeling 
When you're in that industry, professional athlete, in that league, getting paid that money, and you don't love it. Mm. The same energy that someone has for their office job that they don't love, and they wake up and they say, ugh, this again, this sucks, but they're good at it, and they have a skill set, and they serve a purpose, and they know that it makes their life semi-comfortable at the very least, but they don't have the same type of pressure, even though it might be the same thing going through Ben Simmons' head right now. The Ugh, I don't love this. I don't love the workouts. Hell, Stone, you got out of college football. You stopped playing college football because you were sick of the militaristic approach to it and the 6 a.m. lifting and the workouts. You didn't want to do that garbage anymore. No lies told. Like That's what I'm saying is... It's easy to pile on Ben Simmons, and I know this is getting into a realm of me defending him. I'm not. I promise you, I'm not. But I'm trying to make sense of this because he's infuriating. He is infuriating, and everything about him makes you angry, and you don't get it. You don't understand it. But all I'm trying to do is maybe give a little vantage point that maybe he's going through the same struggles that the common person like us do, like the former Division I playoff game-winning quarterback Stone Lebanowitz did, where it's... I just don't want to do this anymore. But what happens with us in this realm is much different than multi-millionaire realm. Yeah. I think it's a really good point because burnout is real. Guys coming from Alabama and getting drafted in the top 10 like, and don't last in the league long, they've admitted to like burning out. Like You have to be on your P's and Q's each and every day you show up to work. A lot of guys don't. A lot of guys don't have to do that. Ben Simmons has had to be on his P's and Q's being the number one draft pick with LeBron James' expectations. It's a really good point. Burnout, having burnout is really possible for a guy like this. That's true, too, but I think it's fair for us to judge him as a basketball player as long as we're not coming at Ben Simmons the guy. Because nobody gives a damn what you're going through in your regular daily base life. Like When you show up to work, we expect you to do what it is that you came to do at work. No matter if you work fast food, no matter if you work as a sports talk radio host, no matter if you work as a basketball player, and I'm sorry. Ben Simmons, the basketball player, it's just not there. Yeah. No, you're right. If I jumped on the air and started every show with, oh, my tum-tum hurts, or yeah. oh, I didn't sleep well Nobody last gives night, a damn. people would be like, Ken, shut the hell up. Like, do your job. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's fair. You have that's to. That's completely fair. And by the way, my back, a little sore this morning, <laughs> and I'm here, damn it. At this point, how do we describe Ben Simmons? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Encino on Twitter DMs with a photo of Ben Simmons in that purple and orange outfit he had the other night. This is Ben Simmons' way of saying bleep you to all the haters. He's wealthy than any of you can ever imagine being, period. Not Maybe any that's of what those outfits do come off as. Let's pump the brakes. I'm pretentious and better than you. Maybe so, but not any of us. There's a lot of guys out there much richer than him, including the guys on the court actually playing basketball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Theodore Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Tomorrow it ends. On to the Sixers. That's a wrap after last night. Just a total beating. It's always a great feeling, especially in the NBA, and especially with the Heat who have a pension for making things as dramatic as possible in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And you just know. Done deal. Whew. Flip it off, go to bed early. Yes. Oh, so good. Jimmy yes. Butler has been absolutely unreal. Kellevick Alive presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Also incredible is Pat Lawler, our guy, Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. He has you taken care of in any personal injury matter. It's scary out there. You don't know how to navigate through it if you have suffered a slip and fall or an automobile accident or a boating accident or a cycling accident where someone else is at fault. You want to get compensation to deserve those hospital bills. They pile up. It is problematic. And down here in South Florida, in, 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 in lawyer world, everybody's trying to grab a buck. Everybody's always trying to grab a buck. Some of these lawyers down here want to be superstars, want to have their, their flashy TV commercials. No, 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 no. 
not Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys. He wants to make sure that he's doing this for the right reasons, wants to make sure he has your back, wants to make sure that you're getting the compensation you deserve, wants to make sure that you are as comfortable as you can possibly be. That's Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys, decades of trial experience, and the consultation is free. Not every lawyer's doing that. Consultation is free. Wanttolawyerup.com. Wanttolawyerup.com. Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys. I'm not wrong, right? The demise of the Nets, like as great as the Heat have been and how celebratory we are and how fun this is and Heat and Five, and we know that next round against the Sixers, we're presuming, go Raptors tonight, um, next round's going to be a war. Yeah. A war. But the story of the postseason, especially one without LeBron, is this this asteroid-like plummet to the surface of the Nets. This is unprecedented. We haven't seen a super team implode like this since the NBA Finals with the Lakers and the Pistons where Shaq and Kobe and Karl Malone and, and, and all those guys just face-planted, but they at least won the West. Yeah, This is going to be a potential first-round sweep. This is crazy. For the team that was plus 230 to win the title before the season even started. My God. Lowest man. odds in like 10-plus years I saw. Do we put this on KD? No. I think... I mean, Theo has mentioned a couple of times, KD yeah. wanted to, to, to latch on with the earth is square, Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Triangle? Did I say the earth is square? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it could be a number of things with he, angles. But yes. the, here's the thing, though. He wouldn't disagree with you on that. He'd no. be like, who's the tail? Well, actually, that's a good right. point. Oxagon. When like, you look at the horizon, <laughs> why don't you see anything past the horizon? Oh, I bet it is yeah. a square. Well done, Ken. And now let's talk about COVID vaccine. Shut uh, up, Guy Ray. Shut up. So now you've got KD, who at least, at the very least, was like, Kyrie, my boy, let's go. Come on. Let's head to Brooklyn. And then he, we know he was like, ah, I, I, I want to handpick a coach. So, Steve Nash, you've never done this before. Come on. Like, come on, man. Come yeah. on. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. This is good. Someone who played some of the worst defense of any uh, Hall of Famer in the history of, uh, of the, the, the sport. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, James Harden, put down the ham sandwich. Want to come along? All right. Let's go. Let's do this. This will be good. This will be great. And then uh, James Harden, at least he could play in the postseason last year a little bit. Kyrie. Didn't play in the postseason last year. KD ended up having to do all of it. And then by just past midway point of this year, James Harden has brought him and his breadcrumbs off to Philadelphia. And Kyrie can't play because he refuses to get a shot for reasons that only he knows. Mm. Uh, he tried to explain it, but he used a lot of mishmash words, and he just likes to hear himself talk. So fine, bye, Kyrie, whatever. See you later. You could have you avoided all of this. And then KD's just left there on an island. Have an answer for all of it. Oh, and it turns out his coach doesn't actually know what he's doing, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, and here's the thing too: we, you mentioned his coach not knowing what he know, uh, know not knowing what to because do. Because that offensive game plan is atrocious, and that defense is non-existent. There's two people that KD let walk out the door because at the end of the day, the Nets front office is KD. KD is making mm -hmm. the decisions mm -hmm. here, you know, for all intents and purposes. So, uh, uh, the guy, the, the coach on the other sideline, Udoka, Ime Udoka a guy that could potentially have been the Nets coach, is now coaching against them and, and strategizing the best game plan we've seen against KD since Tony Allen and the Grizzlies did it, but yep. that didn't even work out. 9 of 24, 4 of 17, 6 of 11, 16 points. That's also, the offensive output for KD so far. Also, there was a certain all-star in this, past, this year's all-star game playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers mm -hmm. that should be on this Nets team, only Kevin Durant was friends with DeAndre Jordan, yeah. who also is gone. And his name is Jared Allen. Yeah, right. right so right. Kevin Durant's decisions, these are the results. Like, he put himself into this box. Him leaving Golden State, teaming up with Kyrie, bringing in James Harden, asking for Steve Nash, kicking Jared Allen out the door. All of these things are the direct results of his own poor decisions. So you put this, you put this, this failure, but we have not Steve seen Nash a super sucks, team yeah. fail like this. Kevin Durant, yeah. you put this failure at his feet. Steve Nash. Just don't tweet it because they'll come after Right, you. I know. Steve Nash does suck. Why is Steve Nash there? Because Kevin Durant allowed it. Kyrie Irving didn't want to play half the season. We knew Kyrie was kind of wishy-washy on wanting to play basketball and had weird conspiracies. KD knew that, too. He's his best friend or whatever. He wanted to play with him. He asked for James Harden after Harden just quit on a team. And what did he do? He quit on you. Kevin Durant has made poor decision after poor decision. 
maybe he and I'm not I don't I'm, I'm going to watch my words here, but maybe he should continue to do more of what he's great at, and that's play basketball Ooh. instead of decision-making with the Nets. I mean, what, what Theo just did, Stone, he went all true detective here. Yeah. He's got the, the, the faces on the wall. <laughs> he's connecting with the string and the, uh, the tacks and everything, all of the issues on the periphery. It all leads back to Kevin Durant. Now, you're vociferous, Stone, saying, uh, no. No, it's not KD's fault. It's not KD's fault. I think Theo presents a pretty good case that this is the reason the Nets have failed and failed miserably, and I think this thing's going to have to be blown up. It's because of KD. I mean, Theo is our Ken Living Alive's best conspiracy theorist, <laughs> and, and he, he comes through time and time again. Cue with Theo? Yeah, but yeah, I can't quite get on board with that because when I'm watching these games against Boston, Boston is executing at such a high level. Like down the stretch, uh, Brooklyn cut the lead down to two or four with like six or seven minutes to play. And I'm thinking, you know, Brooklyn's fine. Like, they've mm-hmm. been in this situation before. They can do this. And then Jalen Brown to the cup. But, Jason Tatum to the cup. They didn't miss down the stretch. At one point, I saw a stat when it was at 650. Six minutes of 50 in the fourth. They made their next nine buckets in a row. Yeah. That's hard. To, you're executing you're at looking, the highest level. You're looking too short picture, though. Why are they the seven seed? Why? I mean, for reasons we just spoke about Kyrie. With Kyrie. So you put this at the feet of Kyrie, or on the the arm of Kyrie, the yeah. upper arm of Kyrie. You know, you know, you know why I would because remember the quote Kyrie after the game says we haven't had enough time to gel. Kyrie, that's on you because you weren't able to play the whole season. You guys weren't able to gel and get into a rhythm. So with Kyrie being there, maybe they would have gained enough momentum, won enough games to be the four seed and play a I don't know who the fifth seed or a Dallas or a Utah and have an easier chance to, to keep going or whatever it is. I mentioned East and West, but yeah, I think yeah, it's Kyrie. I mean, bad. honestly. The way I look at it is if you want to be the guy, you've got to be the guy. And you've got to take the blame as the guy. Yeah. And KD left Golden State where he was the guy, but he had a hell of a cushion. And he decided to team up with Kyrie, who you never know what you're getting with that dude. And he decided he was going to Brooklyn. And like LeBron, like Jimmy Butler, like the guys in this league, if your team struggles, if your team's about to fail, and this would be in a massive failure – it has got to fall on the guy, yep. and Katie's the guy, and he is the one to blame for why this is going so massively bad right now for the Nets. Who or what is to blame for the Brooklyn Nets failure? Who or what to blame? Who or what is to blame for the failure of this super team, Brooklyn Nets? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Who are you putting that blame on? Is it a who? Is it a what? Who's taking the blame? Because this has been awful. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.